Year One by Eddie Bloxman. Part Two. He doesn't sit by me on the bus ride home after school. I'm not sure how I feel about that. A chance to breathe, perhaps? To let it sink in as I sit here, pretending to read a book? Do I actually like him? No, I hardly know him. He seems pretty keen. I don't know whether he's genuine or whether he's a player. Well, the other girls on the bus seem to have taken an interest in him. Maybe the latter, then. God, I can just tell by their body language. They're fawning over him. They keep laughing at everything he says and brushing their hands against him. They're almost competing to touch him. Ugh, what do I care? He's obviously a player. Great, here's my stop. And well, would you look at that? He's getting off at the same place I am. What are you doing? Getting off the bus and going home. Why? What are you doing? You don't live here. This is where swanky rich people live. A veritable model of upper-middle-class privilege and wealth. You don't even live with your parents. A cogent observation, Miss Taze. I'm not allowed to rent my own place yet. Some kind of local law or something. Either way, it wasn't worth an argument. I live with my uncle. He's kind of cool. Just me do what I like. So for now, I'm swanky and veritable. This is just too much of a coincidence. You're having me on. No, I'm not. This isn't some cheesy romance novel. It's just that, a coincidence. Come over now, I'll show you. I can get into the house with this magical thing called a key. I won't have to break any windows or anything. Some stranger wants me to go round his house. That is clearly not his house. He's going to have his wicked way with me, I'm sure. My virginity is doomed. Well, you could ask first. That's awfully presumptuous of you. The only thing I said was that I was going to demonstrate how my key fits that lock. I've been outsmarted. There's no hope. I remain flat in my sarcasm. Do you have any tea? I have the finest range of teas this side of India. Are you just trying to get into my pants? You're pretty full on. My dear, tea in underpants would hardly work. It would dribble through the fabric. I roll my eyes, maintaining the pretense of confidence. Really, I'm scared. Really scared. Tea with a boy? Unheard of. I guess this is what going with the flow is. I'm half hoping his silly key won't work. Then I'll be able to escape. No such luck. Right, one step in front of the other. Once more into the breach and all that. Suddenly I panic. I can't go into a house with a stranger. There's being spontaneous and then there's being dangerous. I mean, I'm sure you're not going to hurt me. Okay, the real reason is because I'm scared about sex. I'll confess it now. That stuff at school was all bluster. What if he actually puts the moves on me? It's not like I don't want to. God, I want to. And I'm not religious. I have no moral qualms. I'm just scared, that's all. Okay, let's take this back a notch. Do you want to come to my place instead? I think I'd be happier there. Here he comes. This is a test of his willpower. Yeah, sure, no problem. Oh, crap. Now I have to introduce him to my mother. Oh, a gentleman caller. Stephanie, why didn't you tell me? Hi, Mum. This is Evan. Mrs. Taze, a pleasure to meet you. At least he has manners. My mum is talking to me like he's not there. Good afternoon, young man. Quite a surprise, or visit quite a surprise. Why don't you two retire into the drawing room? I'll have Reginald bring you tea. It's okay, Mum. We're just going to go up to my room. Oh, no, dear. One has to treat one's guests properly. I think the drawing room will be much better idea. I know what she's really trying to say, and I don't want to pick a fight in front of Evan, so I concede. But only a little. I think we might take tea in the library instead. I know Mum hates people drinking the library, and she knows that I said that deliberately. I can see her top lip wrinkle with her nose. I know her fondness for politeness and not causing a scene, too. There's a will be talking about this later look in her eyes briefly. Then she turns to Evan. The library, then. Have a delightful time and don't do anything I wouldn't do. God, I can't believe it. My first date. Hot and steamy. But that's just the tea. This little room. Well, it's not that little. It's about ten by ten meters, with three wide steps at the edges, each lined with bookcases. In the central section, by a giant old window, is a desk. And here we are, drinking tea. 
I bet I'm impressing Evan right now. Yeah, let me just whip out the cocaine and we can snort it off our own butts. Quick, pass over that copy of... Ugh, this library isn't even interesting. It's full of hundreds of God books, the Christian one. Nothing even remotely interesting. We talked a little, mostly the mandatory where do you come from, are you going to college type stuff. The most important part was that we began to relax. Actually, the tea was pretty good. Fresh Taiwanese mountain oolong. Mum, you've done something right for once. The conversation turns serious. Why is he here alone? Both of his parents were killed when the tire broke down in the Great Basin in Colorado. He managed to walk to a gas station, but it was abandoned and completely stripped bare of supplies. Without phone signal, and having drank all their water in anticipation of the gas station, they had had to walk on. It was not clear who had died of heat stroke first. The bodies were found lying by a rock in embrace. Evan told the story with a far-off look in his eyes. He had clearly processed the tragedy, as he portrayed no emotion. I, however, could not help myself, and tears were dripping down my face. Gee, Steph, you don't need to do that. It was a while back. Something I'll never forget, but I'm independent now, living off the life insurance. I'm a free man. Will it get you through college? Oh, hell no. Life insurance is such a scam. The amount of work it took to convince them to fork over what they did was soul-destroying enough. They tried to pin it on my parents. To my face. The face of a teenage kid who's just lost his parents. In a horrifying, almost unbelievable way. They said my parents could have planned it better. It's any excuse for these damn people. The amount of money my parents gave to those bastards and the one time they required to provide a service they tried to weasel their way out of it. They said it to my face, for God's sake. They're all bastards. It's all such a scam. If my parents had just invested the money in anything else, they would have been paid dividends. As it is, God damn it! I can't take this shit anymore. He quickly stands up and walks to the floor-to-ceiling window, looking out onto rich people's suburbia, his hand on the window. I stand up and raise my hand to put on his back, but I am too shy. I look like a goddamn wizard casting a spell. I'm sorry. He remained looking out of the window. I've been told not to unload like that. It scares people away. I've seen it scare people away. It's why I keep on the move. I end up pissing off too many people with my foul moods. I struggle for words. It's okay. I like to hear how you feel. What the hell is that? The best I can come up with. He turns around and looks me straight in the eye. And then you slept with him? No, Beth, gross. Are you sure he didn't sweep everything off that big old desk, lift you up onto it, then go down on you like a fat kid eating cake? I snort the terrible canteen milk through my nose. You are so disgusting. But I'm still laughing. All right, all right, second base. No, we just kissed. You just kissed. No way. They had to be lashing tongues, hands all over each other, unable to stop themselves. I did put my hand on his ass. Oh my God, that ass. I want it now. The things I do to that ass. That what? What? What would you do? Never mind that nonsense now. You've just made out with the most beautiful man the world has ever seen. I thought you liked Emilio Martin. May Zorro strike me down with a thunderbolt if I ever speak Emilio Martin's name ever again. I think you mean Zeus. Zorro was a kind of Mexican cowboy. Nonsense. All nonsense. What happened after you made out? He held my hand and looked at me. And then? And then? Felt like forever, like we were swimming in our mutual gaze. A crystal clear Mediterranean sea. So you didn't have sex then? Well, thanks for breaking my moment of poetry. No, we didn't have sex. Then he left. Oh my God, the unresolved sexual tension is killing me. Where's Emilio? He's over there. You're ridiculous. I'm not ridiculous. I'm just alive, a living, breathing woman, and I want it right now, in the janitor's closet. Do we even have a janitor? 
but it was too late. Beth had stood up, strutted across the dining hall with her jeans, hugging her own perfect ass, her pink T-shirt hanging loosely, to a table across the room where a group of jocks were sitting in the school football team jackets. She whispered something into the ears of the neatly coiffed Latino hairstyle of Emilio Martin. Even from across the room I could see his eyebrows raise. He, dutifully, almost bowing to Beth, stood up and slunk away, being dragged by the right hand. His left hand reached back to his group of friends, palm laid out. The group managed at least three high fives before Emilio was out of reach. I shook my head, took another sip of the horrible milk, and threw it into my used lunch tray. To the school library, I guess. To study. Could you pass me the ashtray? What's that guy talking about? This is the library. Huh? What? I'm daydreaming again, but this time I know what I'm daydreaming about. It's Evan. His eyes. The kiss. His story. That ass. I have a pencil in my hand hanging loosely over an empty piece of paper. I meant the little box they let you put small bits of trash in. I look up across a library table, a guy with short brown hair and glasses. Hi, I'm Reg. Or, or Reggie. Well, my name's Reginald, but you can call me what you like. Okay, Reg. I'm emerging from my daydream and I hand him the little yellow cardboard box. You sharpen your pencils. How old-fashioned. Well, I'm snarkier today than I thought. Ha <laughs> Well, I guess so. I can live with that. Self-confident. Good. I thought I'd insulted him. You don't remember me, do you? No, Reg, I don't. Ah, uh, well, we went to elementary school together. We played hopscotch, and we used to share a water bottle. I'm sorry, man, I don't remember. I remember being damn hot in elementary school. Well, it's damn hot now, too. I guess it is. Hopscotch, really. I barely remember what that is. Look, Reg, I have work to do. He looks over at my empty sheet of paper. Do you? I guess not. Do you want some help? I barely even know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Math. Book 2.3. How do you know that? It's sitting there on the table next to you, unopened. Observant fellow, aren't you? They don't call me Responsible Reggie for nothing. They don't call you a Responsible Reggie. No, they don't. I guess I'm just trying to make conversation. Why? Is that mouth again. Tough cookie, huh? No one says that. That's movie talk, that is. Do you want help with your math or not? I hate math. I believe math is an inferior branch of economics. That's deep, man. That's a puddle. I meet Beth outside later. She's sitting on the low wall of an enclosed garden smoking a cigarette. Ew, gross. Put that thing out. When did you start smoking cigarettes? Since I started fucking in small rooms. Man, that guy went like a rabbit. I guess you found the janitor's cubbyhole. Yeah, and Emilio found mine. I can still feel it now. You are disgusting. Was there a table in there or something? No, we could barely stand up in there. We pulled our pants down and he took me from behind. Why do I even talk to you? I don't want to know this shit. Beats me. What took you so long? I was working in the library. You never worked for that long. What aren't you telling me? You don't talk to girls, so it must be a guy. Was he hot? Haven't you just had sex? The future's a long time, Steph. Gotta stay one step ahead. What the hell are you talking about? So who is he? Just a guy. Just a guy. Yeah, you are gabbing there for at least 45 minutes. How can you tell? Weren't you busy? What can I say? I prefer the short, sharp shock. That way the guy's happy too. I've learned to appreciate speed. You're every guy's wet dream. No, just Emilio's. Stop changing the subject. Who is this guy? Is he at least hotter than Evan? Of course not. I mean, Evan's, you know, Evan's a pause. Beth, are you dribbling? What is wrong with you? Everything's great with me, Steph. Sound as a pound. Oh yeah, a pound. I can't help but laugh. 
Why are you so obsessed with my love life anyway? Reggie and I were just talking. Ooh, he has a name. And you don't have a love life, dear. That's why I gotta look out for you. You're my shining, shining angel. Of course I am, baby. 